Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada, it's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, presented by Tequila Embajador. What up, what up, what up, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Monday, the Monday. The opening of free agency. I'm not going to get into all those semantics about tampering and legal this and illegal that. It's the opening of free agency today. I don't care what the what it says on the calendar. Deals are being negotiated. Deals are being consummated. Deals through agents are being announced. And I would say this, too. When you look at the numbers, those raw numbers that you see, remember that it's coming from the agent's. So it's not always what it appears to be, but let the agents and the players have their day. This is their day uh, to kind of flex a little bit and say, this is what I just negotiated for uh, my client, and it's all good and it's all great. Um, But just be aware that the numbers aren't always what they appear to be. However, by the way, way, welcome to uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Monday. I am Vinny Bonsignor. You're in the huddle, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. We want your call, 702 365-9200 on what's already been an eventful, um, exciting day to start free agency. I know Raider fans are a little bit uh, on edge right now because their team hasn't technically done anything right now other than obviously uh, bring in or re-sign uh, Max Crosby. But And I know I've been getting this on Twitter. Are you still saying don't, don't panic, don't worry? Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. It's March 14th. It's what, four hours, five hours or so, whatever. How you, you, do you do the math? Uh, since the opening of the tampering period, uh, not everything is going to be accomplished on the first day. This is going to be a it's a it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. And this entire offseason will reflect that. Uh, I think the Raiders are doing their due diligence. They're being prudent. Um, some teams are acting a little bit more aggressively, i.e. the Chargers. But we said this last week. The Chargers are awash in cash. They're, they've got a whole bunch of um, you know uh, uh, space under the cap, excuse me. They've got a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal, so that gives them some flexibility. They're kind of in an arms race in Los Angeles trying to make as big a splash as possible to keep up with the Super Bowl champion Rams. They need to sell tickets or, or you know, create a fan base. The tickets are okay. Those are being sold. They just want to be able to convert more of their fans uh, in Los Angeles. So there's, there's reasons why the Chargers are doing what they're doing, and I give them a lot of credit. J.C. Jackson who they signed today, the free agent cornerback for the New England Patriots, was a good signing on top of trading for Khalil Mack last week. You know, it's that you, you have to tip your cap to the Chargers right now. They're making bold moves. Um, that defense looks formidable, but it's on paper right now, and we've seen teams make big splashes, huge splashes, win the offseason that didn't do squat in the regular season. I'm not saying that about the Chargers because I'm a big believer in Justin Herbert. They're going to be a formidable opponent, as is everybody in the AFC West, and that includes the Raiders with some tinkering and some uh, you know smart moves and smart draft picks. Uh, on both sides of the ball, which I think is all within reach for the Raiders, they're going to be fine too. And then it's always going to come down to what it always comes down to. On the field, the Raiders are going to play six games against three great opponents. Uh, There's no denying the fact 
that this is a loaded division right now and getting better by the day. And I, I, I expect the Raiders uh, to be making some moves, maybe even before the time we get off uh, the radio uh, today, to you know, not just keep up. And I, I don't like that terminology. That's not how you look at building a team. You don't you don't uh, make moves to keep up. You make moves to create the best version of yourself. And, you know, as you look at J.C. Jackson, I know a lot of Raider fans, you know, had their eye on, on uh, J.C. Jackson. I've written about J.C. Jackson. He would have been a great fit with the Raiders without question. But the kind of money that he ended up getting – um, I don't know. Do you think that that's worth it? Are you willing to to go that far with a cornerback right now? Um, you know, or, or are there some other more reasonable options out there that you know can replicate what he brings to the table? Stephon Gilmore. I'm a big Darius Williams guy from the Rams. Uh, I think that he's been sort of uh, under under uh, not rated necessarily, but he's he. You know, when, when you're on a team with Jalen uh, Ramsey on the other side and teams are trying to stay away from Jalen Ramsey, you're going to get challenged quite a bit because why would you throw to, uh, you know, uh, on Jalen Ramsey's side if you can avoid it? And Darius Williams has stood up to that test uh, and played himself into what I think is going to be a nice paycheck and a nice pay raise. And those are the type of guys that if I'm the Raiders, if you get more bang for your buck, bring both of those guys in or, or, or the equivalent of. Um, so I know a little bit disappointing for Raider fans, no question about it. When you see Russell Wilson go to the Denver Broncos, when you see what the chargers have done, but I just urge you to understand and know that, um, there's capable people running, uh, the football side of things right now. They're experienced. They've done this dance before. Uh, they have a way of doing things and we've seen it uh, work in new England just let it play out before, you know, all the freaking out uh, starts. And just want to let you know that we're going to bring in the great Bill Williamson at 4.30. Um, he's going to help break things down and just sort of assess where the Raiders are right now, where the rest of the NFL is right now. You look at the teams that are making the big splashy moves right now, it's the teams that had the most salary cap space. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they seem like they have a little bit of a plan going on and they're throwing some money uh, and investing in in getting better around Trevor Wilson or excuse me, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Obviously, you see what the Chargers uh, have done. Uh, Other teams are making some moves as well. The Packers, that's an interesting case right there because it seems, at least reportedly so, that Devontae Adams is saying, no, 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 no. On the franchise tag. I'm not playing on the franchise tag. Not going to do it. So that puts the Packers in a position of, well, what do they do with Devontae Adams? Do they work out a new deal, a long-term extension? I think part of that is going to be tied into what happens with Aaron Rodgers, like truly happens with Aaron Rodgers, like what the real plan is, whether you're Aaron Rodgers or the Packers. Is this going to be a three-, four-year deal? Is it really just going to be a one and done and you revisit it at the end of the season? All of that's going to impact what you do with Devontae Adams. And if you're Devontae Adams, it impacts what you do as well. So, A, an option is to re-sign him at something that he's acceptable to, of course. B, trade him if you don't feel like you could work something out that's you know uh, appeasing for both parties. Or C, call his bluff and say, yeah, we don't believe that you're not going to play. This year on the uh, on that franchise tag, you know. By the way, when people talk about the franchise tag, 
it's it's a tool that you use, but you know when you really think about it, it's not that great a tool for the team, except if you want to keep a guy for one more year. Because when you think about it, that's just hard cash that is you can't do anything in terms of renegotiating it to create a little bit more cap space. Like if the if the if the Packers went to Devontae Adams right now and said, you know, we'd like to restructure your franchise, to, you can't do that. Whereas if you signed him. You know, you can uh, mitigate and manage the the issue under the salary cap a little bit. You can manipulate it a little bit. That's that's the um, why it's more preferable to sign long term extensions or an extension rather than the franchise tag because that's just a drain right there. Uh, whatever that number is, twenty million dollars. Let's just say it's twenty million dollars. That is what it's going to cost you on your cap this year. Whereas, if you're the Packers, you could re-sign him to let's just say an eighty million dollar contract. And pay him less this year in salary on your salary cap than what you would be paying him right now as a franchise tag. So I know that, you know, just franchise tag him. I hear fans say that all the time. Well, if he doesn't want to just franchise tag him, there's some benefit to that. But there's also some uh, hindrance for you, the team in terms of the flexibility that it allows, uh, it allows you. So lots to talk about with free agency. Damon Cotton, I got to ask you your first impressions on what we've seen over the last, what, at 9 o'clock in the morning or so uh, to, to right now. Any thoughts on, on what you're seeing so far? The Chargers are all in. And yeah. I think for a good reason. And also with Tom Brady coming back, with all of these new moves that are happening, I think that the NFL is wide open and it's 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 interesting to see to see every team that thinks that they have a chance to win the Super Bowl this upcoming season. I think that's the biggest shock to me is the league's wide open. It's for the taking. It is. Um, I mean, I think even the Rams Super Bowl championship show, showed this last year. They there were a number of times where they could have gotten knocked off. Whether it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa, uh, you know, they <laughs> Tampa Bay comes back and ties it up, and then all of a sudden it takes a long pass to Cooper Cup uh, to get into field goal position to to kick him into the next round. But anything could have happened right there. So they could have lost that game. That was that, how close that turned out to be. And then of course against the San Francisco 49ers, you're talking about, you know, a, a 49ers DB holding on to an interception, which he should have, and that's the Niners going to the Super Bowl, not the Rams. So you're right. It is wide open, and, you know, you can count. The Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Last, that's all that needs to be said. The Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year. You know, you've got the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Los Angeles Chargers uh, on paper, and we've said this many, many, many times, uh, Demon with the with the uh, Chargers, they're they always look pretty good on paper, but for whatever reason, in some way or form or fashion, they end up underachieving. They've done that so many times over the years that I'm hesitant to just crown them right now. Even though they definitely look good on paper, even though uh, I'm a big believer in Justin Herbert, he's a star quarterback, a young star quarterback who's only going to get better. You got Mike Williams now. Uh, locked up, um, you know, you've got a good offense. You got to, I still think, um, fix that offensive line. But uh, you know, this thing could be working out well for the Chargers in the off season. But we've seen off seasons go well for the Chargers. They got to go prove it on the field. And until they do that, you know, they're right now in third place in the AFC West. The Raiders beat them and went to the playoffs as a result of beating them on that last regular season game uh, of the year. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Marcos is on the line. How you doing, Marcos? Hey, how are you, man? Good, brother. Look, man, this this free agency is getting crazy, but honestly, I feel like our new GM is going to do the right choices. 
Um, I just feel like they have to pick up the slack that Gruden left because Gruden really hurt this team, especially letting go with Mac. Um, but I feel like we do have a chance. Uh, yeah, the Chargers look good on paper, but let's be honest, Mac is past past his time. He's not the same Mac uh, he was with us. Um, JC Jackson's good, but honestly, what what Patriot besides Gronk and Brady have actually succeeded uh, once they hit uh, free agency? Uh, I just feel like if we really want to make a splash, we should trade some of the players that Gruden drafted for other players and some capital because that's the only way we'll be successful if by some chance they're able to trade for Adams. That's going to help Carr a lot. Um, I know a lot of fans don't like Trent Brown, but signing him wouldn't be a problem issue at all just because, let's be honest, nobody respected Gruden. They, they were scared because... Gruden had more control over the roster. And we saw when they played against the Bears, Trent Brown locked up Khalil Mack. So we know for a fact that Trent Brown is good, healthy, but I just feel like he didn't want to play for Gruden. A lot of players didn't want to play for Gruden. Okay, real sense. quick, um, just got to ask you a quick question on that. Um, you said that he didn't want to play for John Gruden. Uh, let's just, for argument's sake, let's just say that that was the case. Then how do you explain him only playing, what, nine games last year? He missed another eight games last year, too. So this is a guy that's played, I think, 25 games over the last three years, like roughly half of the games over the last three years, and that includes playing for Bill Belichick, a guy that he said that he respected and wanted to go back uh, and play for. So I I don't know if it's a lack of respect on Trent Brown's um, part. I just think that he can't stay on the field for whatever reason. And there have been some people who have – question how much he really wants it from um you know uh lincoln kennedy our great uh our, our great uh co-host here uh to coaches that 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 i've talked to um you know i remember interviewing one of his former coaches and it was like yeah you know you wondered sometimes so is it was it a lack of respect or is this kind of how trent brown is wired that's all i was all, you know i was all to say about that it, it just might be just how he's wired because yeah. there's a lot of players that that once they get paid their head gets gets big. Also, I feel like if we're able to get him on a good diet, on a good regiment, he would be good and he wouldn't be as hurt as much because his weight has a lot of effect on that because he's what, 6'8", 6'9"? Yeah, he's a very big, he's a very big dude, yes. He's a big guy. No, he's a big guy. But honestly, I feel like I'm not panicking right now because I know everything's going to be placed right. Um, All the pieces are going to be in order. I just feel like we shouldn't panic right now. We should panic if we don't do anything at all this free agency. But like I said, the draft's coming up. We can still trade for players. Um, we do have to let go a lot of players, though. Like Clint Farrell, he didn't. He was absolutely a bust. Uh, we could also trade Nassib. Another player we could also trade is uh, Richard. Richard has been a very fumble machine lately. Well, J- yeah, Jalen's a free agent, so uh, that he's not even under uh, contract. I, you know, when you say you know trade Klee, and uh, you know, I know people were talking about trade, you know, uh, Carl Nassib. You I mean it takes two to tango? You know, if 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 Raider fans don't like them, I don't know how you guys expect other people <laughs> to like them uh, necessarily. In turn, especially as far as a draft pick getting you know any kind of value uh, for, for them. Uh, let's see what it play, how it plays out with Clee Farrow. Maybe um, you know I don't think he's here for long, but if you could get a decent year out of him uh, this year with a new staff and a fresh uh, kind of a fresh start, 
um, with different eyes and uh, different vision. Maybe maybe it gets him back up to uh, a certain. He was playing pretty good. That's the thing that uh, sort of baffles me. He was playing pretty good uh, during the 2020 season, and then there was injuries and uh, COVID 19 really knocked him for a loop, and it did. Uh, in spite of it, what some people want to say about COVID 19, it really did affect him, um, and so. He never was right after that, after the injuries and and after that. And he just wasn't, didn't even look like the same guy last year. Let's see how he comes back this year. He's got to be motivated. You have to figure that he's motivated, whether it's creating a future here, um, which is dubious probably at this point, or marketing himself for 31 other teams in the NFL. There has to be a lot of motivation on the part of Cleve Farrell uh, to you know, put his best foot forward this year to help solidify some sort of a future uh, in the NFL. But there's no question when you're talking about, you know, some of the issues uh, with, with the Raiders, um, you know, you, you you go back to trading Khalil Mack wasn't the issue. It was not maximizing the assets that you got in return uh, for him. And, you know, we could talk all day about the missteps in the 2019 draft and then obviously what happened in the 2020 draft and how that turned out. That was, as it turns out, a crucial um, element, and it really set the Raiders back in terms of some of their high-end talent. When you look at like the Chargers, and you have Derwin James and Joey, but those are hits. Joey Bosa, um, you know, uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, some of these, some of the players, obviously Justin Herbert. You know, they they've been able to maximize those early uh, picks, and sometimes even into the into the further rounds. And so, when you look at their roster, they're to me a little bit ahead of the Raiders in spite of the fact that the Raiders beat them and, and uh, for the last two years have finished either tied or higher than they have uh, in, in the standings because they hit on a lot of those first round picks. It puts their, that roster at a little different place uh, than the Raiders. But here's why you don't need necessarily to, to panic or don't, I would urge you not to panic. There's still good players out there uh, in terms of free agency. Uh, there's still, value uh, there. We've only been, what, it started at 9 o'clock this morning, so we're in the infant stages of free agency, and I know a lot of other teams are they are going to let those the teams with all the money go spend it, and then they can't sign everybody. And then at that point, you eliminate you know the 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 the, uh, the the people that can or the teams that can spend a lot of money, and now you're bringing the market back down to a more sensible place for you and 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 everybody else. So I think that there's going to be some markets as some of that money, the real money that teams like the Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars and some others had. It's going to uh, bring things back down to earth a little bit. And so over the next few days after that big huge splash. You're gonna. There's gonna be more value for the money because the money is simply drying up. It was, you know, if you're a player, you get it today. You try to get as much as you can today, um, you know, and and because that's when the big spending a lot of times happens. It's the aftermath where now you're, you, you know, uh, as the team, as the club, and Raiders times thirty other teams right now or twenty nine other teams right now that are just kind of sitting back and letting the market develop. Uh, and letting the big spenders spend their money and then kind of equalizing where things are in the playing field right now. And you look at, you know, guys that are still out there, uh, um, there's still a lot of value out there. And we're going to get to some of those names here in just a second. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Sensible Raider is on the line. How are you doing, Sensible Raider? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing good, man. All right. First time, long time. Uh, big fan. I just wanted to say that uh, 
I'm okay with not getting J.C. Jackson. I mean, I was a little disappointed, but I know he had character issues coming out of college and with, you know, our luck lately with players like Arnett and the Ruggs tragedy, I think it's a safe bet to not give him a huge payday being in Las Vegas. Um, I'm okay with that. It sucks that he went to the Chargers, but, I mean, I, I trust our team will get it together. Um, I also like that we're not panicking, making reactive moves. We're kind of trusting the process. I mean, as a Raiders fan, it is kind of frustrating. It feels like we're, we're doing nothing, but I, you know, I, mean, I know things are going on behind the scenes that we don't Absolutely. know about. Um, and I just wanted to ask you if you have any updates on DJ Chark, or uh, I, I know there was like a Tyron Matthew tweet going around. I don't know if that was legit or not. I no, that was fake. But... It was fake. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, okay. It... I'm... I uh, haven't heard much about uh, about DJ Chark, but he definitely fits um, uh, a Raiders need uh, without without question. But you know, uh, when you start looking at the wide receiver population right now, uh, it's still there's still again um, you know value there. And let me I'm going to get to that list here real quick. Uh, and it, and it, uh, it goes back to sort of what I was saying was where you you don't have to overreact on that first day. Um, a lot of teams are going to make some, or a select few teams are going to take some big swings because they've got the money and they're going to get out in front of it uh, and try to scoop up as much as they possibly can, and that's great. But after that first wave hits, usually through the first few hours of free agency, there's still a lot to sift through, and the market is usually working better to your favor because the big spenders have spent a lot of their money. So when you look at the wide receiver position, Odell Beckham uh, is still out there. I don't think he's really an option. But just to give you a name, Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Chark, uh, who we just mentioned, uh, Jarvis Landry is now uh, out there, Um, Will Fuller, Sammy Watkins. I know that some of these names are... Okay, you know uh, how 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 good uh, can are some of these guys still? Uh, what what kind of gas do they still have left in the tank? But a guy like Allen Robinson makes a lot of sense. I've always been a Juju Smith Schuster uh, guy. Uh, I've been told some people that are in the know that hey, uh, the Raiders might be looking for a little bit more quickness and speed at that position, and I get that and I understand that, but. Uh, I also think there's something to be said about somebody that can run really good routes, be where they need to be, hold on to the ball, has some charisma to him, is a winner. Um, I like Juju Smith uh, Schuster, and I think he could be had for a reasonable price to month. Back to the last caller, just to refute something that he said there, the J.C. Jackson thing. If you don't, if yeah, you know, you wish the Raiders got him, but you, yeah, it's maybe for the best they didn't get him. Okay, that's one thing, but don't attack people's character. Hey, cop, yeah, I don't think coming. anyone's attacking it. No, there, but it's been brought up years, so often. Four I, years in the league, twenty-five interceptions. No, no, you could peep, definitely play. Think, I just think that you know it's not fair to a player. To just, hey, but he did have, I don't want him because he did have issues coming out of college as he's been in the league for four years. I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think everyone is saying that retroactively. No, I just, no, I just said that I'll, the last call. Yeah, yeah. That's he, what I'm responding he did, to. But obviously he, I know that, Devon, hang on one second. But I think he's also heard what guests on our show have said prior to what people have been uh, uh, hinting at. There's, there's, there might be a reason why some teams were reluctant to give him a, 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 you know, a big money. I mean, you can say what you want, but there are concerns about players. Trent Brown fell into that category. Not everyone was willing to give him the kind of money that, um, you know, that, that that the Raiders gave him ultimately. And in that case, they, some of those concerns were, were justified. I wish only the best for J.C. Jackson, as I do everybody that's out there. I want everybody to be the best, you know, possible versions uh, of themselves. But 
you know, sometimes where there is smoke, there's fire. I don't know. I'm just reporting and listening to what people have said, and there ha- some of that has been raised uh, about him in terms of if what is he gonna is he gonna remain the same hunger, the same passion, all of that with this kind of money. And Demon, I gotta say this: I talked to a lot of general managers. That is a huge concern when you're talking about fifty something million dollars. What a player is going to do with that? How they're going to react to that? And you—it's—it's it's, sometimes it's a guessing game. Sometimes you have to go with what you know, the investig, whatever investigative work that you've done. But you're talking about a lot of like we sometimes think this money is just like not real money. It's real money when you're talking about fifty million dollars that an owner is going to have to sign and that you're going to have to be on the hook for. And in a year or two, and it's not working, have to like justify it to somebody or be on the hook for it still and that guy's not performing so it's a consideration you have to whenever you're talking about this kind of money okay that's all well and fun but it just sometimes it's just if a certain someone did something in college one time then it's oh we don't know it's it's, he went went undrafted for a reason just the justification of it i feel like if that same raider fan he signs with the team. Of course. It's all oh, we got us. We yes. got a great guy. We got a. He signs with the Chargers. Well, hey, maybe we dodged a bullet. Although, and I just think it's always just like you don't need to tax someone's character. You, you, just because you, you, you sign with I, your team. I, I wouldn't call it necessarily. A, it's it's taking the whole thing into account because there were people who said when the Raiders signed Trent Brown, that's a big risk right there, giving that guy a lot of money. Well, yeah, that's a difference between we don't know where his effort's going to be and you basically insinuating, oh, he may do something off the field that comes back. To I, yeah, the team. I don't. You, you know. I, the way I couch it is, what's he going to, how, how is he going to, is he going to remain this way? Or is it, you know, anyone that you talk to in sports say guys go this way or guys go that way. Lincoln Kennedy talks about it all the time. He's been in locker rooms where he's seen guys go that way and that way. And there are certain guys based on, you know, their past and what they've done in the past that has to play into account. So I'm not necessarily, atta- I'm not attacking anybody's character, but enough people have brought it up where you wonder, okay, there are probably some teams who said, I'm, I just don't feel comfortable giving that guy that kind of money. And that's a fair thing. It's what, it's the world that we're dealing with in professional sports, and especially when you're talking about $50 million or so. That's a lot of money, and you have to be sure it's not an exact science, and you can't get into somebody's heart either uh, and mindset. Uh, you, you, sometimes you got to roll the dice. And so uh, good for the Chargers. If he's... The guy that he was in New England, he's going to be uh, a fantastic addition for them. And it's going to be a problem for the Raiders uh, for a long, long time. Uh, Raider MG, hang in there. We're going to get back to you. Uh, when we get back, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Brought to you by Tequila and Bajador Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Monday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Yes, I like that. I like that. By the way, uh, we always talk about our great sponsor, uh, Embajador Tequila. Um, Just wanted to let you know you could get in Bajador, uh, here locally uh, and elsewhere. Uh, XO Liquor, Liquor World, Lee's Liquor, uh, over on the Strip, Liquor Outlet, Bonanza Liquor, Five Star Liquor, um, and then also uh, the El Dorado. So uh, uh, you know what I think about in Bajador. It's good stuff. Uh, I know Damon likes in because... 
he kills it at those uh, Raider uh, uh, rallies that we have, Raider Nation rallies uh, over at uh, uh, the Rockstar Bar and Grill. Uh, it's fun. Those are great. We're going to get back at it uh, this year for, for without question. Probably have some events uh, during the offseason as well. But uh, Embajador, go get your Embajador tequila. It's really good stuff. Again, Exo Liquor, Liquor World, Lee's Liquor, Roy's Liquor, uh, Liquor Outlet on the Strip, Bonanza Liquor on the Strip, Five Star Liquor on the Strip, and the El Dorado. Uh, out to the Raider Nation listener line. Oh, uh, Raider MG, please hang on. Uh, I have to uh, go right now to our Raider Nation guest line and welcome in our good friend Bill Williamson, uh, the great NFL uh, reporter. And Bill, first of all, thanks uh, for uh, for joining us today on I know a busy day for all of us. Um, what have you made so far of what's uh, of what's happened in the uh, in the early hours of free agency? Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, it's uh, you know I know a lot of Raider fans are. Uh, <laughs> are very impatient and are waiting for something to happen. And this happens every year for a lot of teams. I, you know, there's obviously been moves, but to tell you the truth, it's been a little slower, mm-hmm. not just in Las Vegas, but everywhere. It's Again, there's been some names off the board, certainly. But it just seems that there's been bigger first-day frenzies. So it seems a little bit more measured around the league than, and I expected it in recent years. And, and another interesting thing is there's there's more guys going back to the original team than at this point in free agency. Usually if you hit the market, you, you, you go. And it seems that some guys are staying, you know, Oh, we're, uh, I think we're losing uh, Bill Williamson. Uh, well, is he back? Bill, you with us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you think that's indicative uh, of? I, you know, I have my uh, theories. I don't think there's a whole lot of money out there. Number one, um, and I think teams are kind of waiting on uh, the big spenders to spend and then let the market sort of settle down and then get really active uh, after that. But those are my thoughts. What are yours uh, on on what's indicative? What uh, about teams sort of being measured in the first day of free agency? Yeah, I mean, it's not a super great. Matter, you know. Uh, we're gonna have to give uh, Bill a, a call back, um, having some phone issues. Uh, but I agree with Bill. It's not the greatest free agency uh, class, and I know that. Uh, I think it's it's for the Raiders uh, and and teams that need offensive line, and uh, you know maybe need some help at wide receiver and in the secondary. It's a pretty good. Uh, class uh, in regards to that. Maybe not the top, top, high-end superstar guys, but those guys rarely hit the market uh, anyway uh, in terms of some depth and some quality and some veterans and maybe some uh, players that are going to come in at a fairly reasonable price. I think for without question uh, that exists in, in, in this market. So, And I think, again, teams like the Raiders, and it's not just the Raiders, uh, it, most of the teams, the vast majority of the NFL is playing it in a measured sort of a way, and I think letting the big spenders clear it out and then letting the the market uh, readjust in terms that are more uh, pleasing uh, and applicable for the money that the rest of the NFL has to spend. Back with Bill Williamson. Um, so go ahead, finish the thought, Bill. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Sorry about that. All um, good. Yeah, I, I just think, Vinny, it is going to get fast soon because that's just the way the NFL works. But it's just been a little surprising these first seven, eight hours. All right, so uh, bringing it back to the Raiders, um, we've talked about this, Bill. There's no question they have needs at wide receiver. Want to 
you look at their roster right now, I mean, really the only two returning wide receivers with any kind of experience are Brian Edwards and Hunter Renfro. That's literally where they are in terms of contracted uh, players. Uh, the offensive line needs addressing. I think the interior of the defensive line, cornerback. Uh, but in, in, in terms of order, where would you look first if you're the Raiders and if you're Dave Ziegler to get some of those uh, areas addressed? Well, we're emerge and the quarterbacks and wide receivers. I'm not saying that that's exactly where they're going first, but that's certainly they, they have some interest in the market. You've heard from Jason Jackson, of course, is now with the Chargers. Uh, Stephon Gilmore is out there. Um, Darius Williams, a good player from the Rams, I don't think it's enough credit. Is you know been connected? Allen Robinson, a receiver, Jarvis Landry, uh, you know Valdez Scantling from the Packers, who would be that speed guy. Maybe not necessarily a true number one, but a guy that would fill a role for the Raiders. So I, I think that's kind of where we should be looking right now. And you know that quarterback market is moving with Jackson and Davis gone. Um, the receiver, you know, hasn't moved much. So once that first guy goes, maybe we'll, if the Raiders don't make the first receiver move, maybe we'll see that start moving fast. But yeah, yeah I mean, you hit the other positions, certainly, uh, the offensive line needs addressed. And, you know, throughout the, throughout the roster, I think we're going to see some fine tuning, but I would think those are the three positions, corner, offensive line, receiver will receive the most urgent Raider moves. Bill, uh, and we're talking to Bill Williamson, uh, the great NFL writer. Um, you mentioned Marquez um, uh, uh, Valdez Scantling. And, you know, I think that, you know, when I threw his name out there, um, the Raiders have been linked to him and uh, are connected to him. I think fans are like, why, why this guy? And you look at the stats and they think he's a bad receiver. I don't, obviously, I don't feel that way whatsoever. Uh, I think he's a useful player. When you look, we just mentioned. You know, Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards are the only uh, players under contract for the Raiders that come back at wide receiver with any sort of experience. You're not just looking for starters. You're looking to build depth. You're looking to build competition and to fill out a roster. And to me, Marquez Valdez Scantling, when he was out on the field, he had an impact with the Packers without question. Yeah, you know, this is a guy who I think he averages 17.2 catches in his career, I think he has 123 catches in four years. In 2020, he averaged, I think, a catch. So, you know, that speed that speed role that the Raiders were missing last year, he would be the guy. So if we're just filling out roles, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Now, if he were to get a, a ridiculous contract, uh, a two-number-one contract, I don't know if it would be worth it. But we'll see. I know there's, you know, there's a lot of, there's probably more than, you know, you see five, six teams being connected to him. So if the price is right, I think it would be a, a, certainly a good fit and, and help them fill a role. Yeah, and I think um, uh, when you were talking about uh, uh, you know catches per season, that was uh, average yards per catch. Uh, he he yeah. gets usually right around, right around 30, 26, 27 catches a year. Last year he was limited to 11 games, so he had 26 catches for 430 yards, but 16.5 yards per catch. The year before on 33 catches, 20.9 yards per catch. So obviously that speed factor is there, and as we've talked about so many times, Bill, it's not just what you're bringing to the table in terms of your individual statistics, 
He's also impacting what happens with other guys. And if you're the Raiders, that means Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. Uh, kind of like what Henry Ruggs was doing, not putting him in that category. But there is a need for speed. You mentioned Allen Robinson. Um, w- your thoughts on, on Allen Robinson and the possible fit uh, with the Raiders, Bill? Good player, maybe. Um, you know, I mean, whatever team he goes to, they're going to look at the quarterback and say, you know, hopefully for him and say, well, this is the best quarterback he's ever played with. Derek Carr would certainly be that if he came to the Raiders. Um, and then see what he can do because he's really been strapped with poor quarterback play with the Bears. Again, I think it's going to come down to money. I don't know if he's an elite guy. If he gets paid like an elite guy, and maybe let somebody else pay him like an elite guy. Um, there's some talks that the Chiefs are interested in. And obviously, he'd be playing with a great quarterback there. Um, so, yeah, it'd certainly be an upgrade for the Raiders. And, and, and he is a, a number one receiver, so I think it's something to consider. I think everybody's scared to death right now in these 32 buildings after seeing what happened with Kristen Kirk, you know, getting between 17 and 21 million a year. I mean, you know, it's going to be, you know, smiling about that is probably Hunter Renfro a little bit, right? Yes. Because his market just went up. I mean, Kristen Kirk's a nice player. But certainly not at that level. That was a, that was really the eye-opening move of the day, and again, probably bummed some people out in the league. Not only that, I think it it had some agents regrouping a little bit with their clients and said, yeah. "Hey, hold on a second, let's uh, draw something else up uh, in adjustment to that." So uh, who knows where that's, that's going to take that market? However. As we both know, it takes one sometimes to do that, but not everyone else is going to do that. So I'm wondering if some of those agents are going to be in for a rude awakening saying, we're not paying that money to your guy. So uh, you can you could just get that out of your head uh, right now. We're talking to Bill Williamson. Uh, you can follow him at B. Williamson NFL. Covers the Raiders uh, for SB Nations. A great NFL writer. Been doing it for years. Uh, all right, Bill, on the offensive line, um, if Alex Leatherwood stays at right guard, which I think that's probably going to happen, um, where do they go for help at right tackle? Well, you know, I, I think there's a, there's there's going to be some options. And we've talked about this in the past. It may not be a real sexy name. It may be, a, a, you know, a bet on maybe a short-term deal. But, you know, there's guys like Moses is out there, right? And uh, Collins from, uh, from Dallas is top that he's probably going to be cut. I mean, he could be a guy. Um, the Bills just released their right tackle. Marcus Cannon, um, who played with Josh McDaniels in in uh, New England, he just got cut today by Houston. So there's options there, and I, I think they can probably be a little choosy there and, you know, maybe get a, a decent bargain at that position. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, and that's another part of the whole equation. Guys are getting cut. Guys still have to get cut. There's teams that are still over yeah. the salary cap. Remember, the new league year doesn't open until Wednesday. You have to be cap compliant by Wednesday. So Monday, Tuesday, teams are still trying to figure out how to get under the cap. And there's going to be more ca- uh, ca- uh, cap casualties, which means the market's sure. going to get even riper uh, here with these in these next 48 hours. Uh, last question for you, Bill. At cornerback, um, you know, I think the Raiders were interested uh, in J.C. He goes to the Chargers on a monster deal. Uh, good for the Chargers. Uh, they seem to be really making some moves. Uh, but if you're the Raiders, where do you turn to in terms of cornerback at this point? Right now, you, you look at see what you can get in on Gilmore or, or Williams, who they've been connected to, and then, then take it from there. Um, 
you know, it, it, I think either one of those guys certainly would be the Raiders' top cornerback. Um, you know, the Raiders' brass has familiarity with Gilmore being in New England with, with him before he was traded to the Panthers last year. Williams, again, has been a nice piece, and you, you certainly are familiar with him on a very good Rams defense. Yep. Um, wherever he goes, he's going to be challenged to be the number one guy because he wasn't the number one quarterback in the Rams. He's probably going to get paid like that, so that will be his challenge, but I think he's an underrated guy. So that's kind of where I'm looking at right now, and, and we may get our answer on those guys before those two before the night's out. Yes, exactly. So we will be burning the midnight oil, Bill Williamson. Uh, yeah. we, we're we're well versed uh, in that. I really appreciate you stopping in on a busy day. Always enjoy your stuff. Always enjoy you coming in uh, and dropping some uh, some insight uh, and knowledge. Really appreciate it, Bill. Take care of yourself and uh, go get them. All right. Thanks, Vinny. Too man. You got it. Uh, that's Bill Williamson from SB Nation. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, nine twenty a.m. on a Monday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. You got to love social media during uh, free agencies. Sebastian Joseph Day, the uh, Rams defensive tackle, just uh, tweeted out um, some footage of him dancing after after a sack, so a sack dance. And everyone's like, what does it mean? What's it? Are you staying? Are you going? Did you agree to you? Obviously, he's happy about something. But now the question is, is it with the Rams? Is it with the Raiders? Is it with the any you know whoever it is? And he's not telling. So a good young player, by the way. I think he's going to help um, any any team that he goes to in that interior of the defensive line. Not a sexy name. Not a you know a guy that's going to get a lot of sacks. But uh, when you're talking about uh, eating up some gaps and letting linebackers go make plays and teammates go make plays, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day is exactly what you need in the interior of a defensive line. So who knows? Maybe he's coming to the Raiders. I don't know that to be the case. Sebastian is not saying. Uh, we'll wait for any kind of official word, um, any moment, I would imagine, uh, at this point. Out to the Raider Nation listener line, Raider MG is on the line. How you doing, Raider MG? Uh, feeling fantastic. Thank you for taking my call. You got it, my man. Hey, I just wanted to touch on free agency. <laughs> we're, we're closing in on the end of the first day, and everyone's panicking, man, and I don't really think we need to. Uh, you know, at first, I, I was not on board. I thought we were crazy for getting McDaniel. I wanted Gus Bradley to get that. I thought he would get the nod for head coach, but it's all good. Whoever's the coach, I'm behind them. I do want to say... Um, if we can't get Devontae Adams, um, which is, you know, kind of like a Hail Mary, hopefully we can get him, hopefully. But we got we to gotta make a move, man. We got we got draft picks in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, pull a card out of the Rams book. Go get the players we want, man. Like, why waste time? If we're not rebuilding, why waste time? Let's go get – I would say let's get Keenan Allen. Um, if that was if even a possibility, you know. Just make pick up the phone, you know. Find out who, who's available. Um, I don't know if that's what they're doing. You know, we're not really hearing anything. Um, I'm just excited. And I honestly think Cleveland Farrell is going to benefit from the scheme change. Um, and, I, and you know, if we get, you know, someone, some big guy in the middle, like you said, back to Justin Day, I'd be happy. Um, I'd really love to get Bobby Wagner, if I'm being completely honest. I, I would love it. I want to see these things happen. I'm excited for this week. And uh, that's it, man. I just want to, you know, from another Raider fan perspective, I'm excited. I'm not panicking at all. I think... I think we're we're in for something good here, and I want to bring a little energy to the to the panic uh, of Raider Nation today. Cause it's all I've been hearing. 
Well, I appreciate it, Raider uh, MG. I don't think the Chargers are going to trade uh, Keaton Allen uh, to the Raiders, uh, but I do know that the Raiders are making all kinds of calls right now and have been, um, you know, on possible uh, uh, trade targets, um, obviously possible uh, free agent ta- uh, targets. A lot of those talks, um, you know, are, are ongoing right now and, and started this morning, and if not, you know, hints being made uh, prior to uh, the opening of the tampering period. I mean, obviously, when you see uh, teams sign somebody one minute in, you know that something was going on. It's all good. It's just the way the world works. Uh, you know, everybody kind of does it, so uh, nothing to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, hiding from or anything like that, as long as you keep it, uh, obviously, within reason. But I think more than anything, what the first part of free agency shows is that the teams with money and cash and, 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 and space under the cap, like legitimate space under the cap, are acting and spending their money, and and that's fine. And they they the Chargers went out and made big moves. The Jacksonville Jaguars went out and get and make big moves. But as the more they do that, the more their money dries out, uh, or or starts drying up, and they come a little bit closer to the pack in terms of all right. Now, what's the rest of free agency going to look like in terms of everybody's market? And once that starts becoming more of an even playing field, that's when you know you're going to be able to compete money-wise uh, with teams on at, at, at prices that you're more willing uh, to pay and more prudent prices. J.C. Jackson, maybe that was an overspend. Who knows? Uh, I, the, it sounds like the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, overpaid for uh, the wide receiver that, that, that they signed. Kristen, I'm drawing a blank on his last name, Devon, if you can uh, help me out. Kristen Kirk. Um, but that that was their guy. They went out and got him, and now you know uh, it leaves other wide receivers to to everybody else. So we shall see where this is all headed. But I think the good teams usually wait and let the big splash happen, and then go real uh, uh, shopping at that point when the when the playing field is a little bit more um, in line with everybody else. Back to the Raider Nation listener line. Gangster Raider is on the line. How you doing, Gangster Raider? Hey, I'm all right. And you? I'm doing good, brother. I want to speak on everybody panicking about us not doing nothing, but to me, that was I was more excited. I was more excited about the GM hire than the head coach hire for this specific reason, because I know that they were going to be patient and free agency and not spend a whole bunch of money and do it the right way. For example, the way they did with this um, Crosby extension, even though he got extension, I mean, even though he got extended, it's only two more million. On cap hit than it would have been if he would have wouldn't have got extended this year. Yeah, yep, this year for this year. Yeah, so therefore, just don't panic. I know they're gonna um get the players that we need, but they're gonna do it the right way. So we have we won't be financially strapped and have all these huge contracts for only a few players. You know, say it's gonna get us out of the um fiscal hell that we've been in, and we'll be able to make more moves in the future like the other teams will be able to do. That's why I was more excited about um the GM hire than the head coach hire. And also, as far as the personnel, I think that we should bring in the Honey Badger and then move Abram to linebacker because he plays more like a linebacker than the safety. And if we bring in Honey Badger, Honey Badger can replace the um, Abram role and we just move Abram to um, linebacker and, and um, take away that 24. I don't think Abram should have number 24. You know what I'm saying? Number 24 should be earned, so we need to take that number from him. And also, as far as offense, I think we should bring in um, – Cordell Patterson because he could play wide receiver, tight end, and fullback and replace the loss of Allen Engle. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to tell Red Nation, relax, kick back. Um, I believe in the GM, Dave Zula. He's going to get the right players. He's going to do it the right way. We won't be overextended. We'll have plenty of money in the future. 
know what I'm saying? That's what I think. And what you think about moving home? Abel and the linebacker and bringing in Honey Badger. What do you think about that? Um, I don't know if he's going to play uh, linebacker per se, but I know that um, in this defense there's room for three safeties, and I would imagine that you, you know, you're going to keep um, uh, Jonathan closer to the line of scrimmage. You can't overextend him and, and, and put him on the back end because he just that's not his strength. It's a weakness of his, and he's going to get exposed. So whatever, whatever position distinction that they put on him, and I think he stays at safety, it'll be something along that box safety position, kind of a rover. He had a pretty good year last year uh, playing closer to the line of scrimmage. So let's see if that's something that he can build on, and let's see what Patrick Graham has up his sleeve. I was really impressed uh, hearing Patrick talk um, and, and you know about his philosophies and his thought process uh, I think he's sizing this roster up Jonathan Abram included and trying to figure out the best ways to utilize some of these guys I think Jonathan Abram still has the ability to be a playmaker um, it has to be in a specific role in a specific part of the field but there's no doubt that he can make things happen in the run uh, game in terms of run defense and also uh, as a, uh, a guy that's getting after the quarterback on blitzes. I think he showed that last year. Uh, he's got a nose for the ball. You just have to mitigate some of the uh, weaknesses in his game, and that's what good coaching does. Out to the Raider Nation listener line, Ralph is in Philly. Ralph in Philly, how you doing? Hey, Vinny, thanks for taking my call. Love your show. Uh, just a couple points. Um the first thing off, the Jacksonville Jaguars always seemingly screw up the preseason because they got to get everyone. They always have so much cap money, and they just re- spend ridiculous money on people that really, I mean, I'm not saying Kirk doesn't deserve it, but really, I mean, that kind of cash. But as far as the Raiders are concerned, listen, we've been through um, previous regimes like where we just we got all these free agents. I mean, spent money left and right, and it never really worked out. But when you look at our new regime, you know, coming from, you know, New England, they sort of have never really delved into the free agent market. I know last year they they went wild last year, but that's really not the way, you know, they typically build their teams. But um, you know, for me, I mean, I'm just looking for some stud offensive linemen, and I really want someone in the middle of the line defensively. Um, I think that's where, you know, we can start there, and then let's work out. I mean, you know, to spend the kind of money we did for Trent Brown a while back, that that was crazy money, too, I'm sure I want to admit. But I just hope this team and, and the organization really, really identifies who they're looking for. And I wouldn't mind Gilmore. I think he could really help us. And the third thing I want to say is, you know, getting guys from the Rams, the cornerback from the Rams that we, that's been talked about. Darius Williams. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if I'm, like, we've already went through the Corey Littleton guy. And the guy who was with them last year, Johnson, I think, he went to the Browns, and he didn't have a great year either. So I get a little leery when you have a guy like a stud cornerback on one side and then you, your other quarters sort of exposed. And then I know that's how he cuts his teeth and you know once, and gets better. But you know, guys coming from the Rams, for some reason, for me, I just, I'm a little shaky on that. But uh, thanks for taking my call. I'll just listen to your to your uh, response. I appreciate it, uh, Ralph. Uh, yet Darius, I, th- I think he's going to be able to, he's going to be a player for somebody. Uh, and I, I remember when they picked him up off of waivers and the first practice I saw is I, I remember talking to Rich Hammond, my good friend in Los Angeles going, wow, this guy, where'd they get this guy from? Right off the bat, you could tell this guy could play. I don't think it's just a uh, product of him playing, you know, with the Rams. I think the guy's Got a lot to offer. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Monday.